0: Everyone, hi. We're going to do the podcast for Titans episode 206. Um, Connor, which is great and not great in a way, but we'll get into that. Um, so I figured we'd, I, we're gonna do it a little differently than last time. Like, I don't feel like we have to go through the entire plot, we can just like the notes I took was more like. Random side notes, I guess. my
1: notes are mostly not feelings on things.
0: Recording. Okay, I don't know what happened. (laughs) Okay, yes. Okay, now we can go. Like, stop recording for a second. Okay. Hey, we're Um, we're back.
1: (laughs) Hey, everyone. Um, I think that, like, my overall impressions of this episode was that it wasn't super plot-heavy, And it was another one of those things that Titans likes to do from time to time where it's like, let's go on a side and spend an entire episode with like one character and their entire backstory because we didn't have an overall throughout the season arc of plot that was happening, except every time that happens, we did, but
0: like, okay. Yeah, and you're so right. Like, it wasn't plot heavy. Like, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, I need to write down plot, um, point by point, what happens. But then I'm like, Compared to the last episode, it's so unnecessary. Like, there is not as much to talk about. Like, he basically breaks out. We meet the woman who created him and why she tracks him down. You know, he meets Lionel Luther. We discover he has um, memories from both Clark and Lex. They catch him. She takes him to the lab. He goes to San Francisco. catches Jason. Gets shot. That's that's the whole episode.
1: Yeah, that's it. So like, like, that's all that happened. Most of the episode was his little road trip with
0: his drunk mom <laughs> until he got to go meet his drunk grandfather. Yeah. So so I was like, <laughs> we can just talk about like what we liked and what we didn't just what we didn't yeah. like. Um so I guess I'll start with what I didn't like about the episode. I don't like, like you said, it's not the episode itself I didn't like. It's the pacing thing, it's a pacing problem Titans has where um they'll have a big cliffhanger and then they'll do something completely different to it. And I feel like because they do that, even if the next episode you're watching is good, like technically, um what was it? Hank was it called Hawk and Dove or Hank and Don last season. Uh, that like-
1: I forget the name of the episode, but I know the one you were talking about because yeah. you're talking about the one where nothing happened except their entire backstory. Right. And right when you're about to like start dealing with Tragon, like there's a huge thing before that. We were all super into it. Mm-hmm. Like, this whole plot line we've been going through all season with Raven and her father and her mother had been going. And it was coming to, like, a clear climax. And they were like, don't you wonder where these two come from? These two that at this point in the story are at the hospital. And are, and are relevant.
0: And that's and the thing. It's like not not only does it kill momentum because you were so invested in the things that actually matter to the plot beforehand it makes you not enjoy the episode even when it's a good episode and you just irritated like luckily this didn't piss me off too much this time but episode 4 genuinely felt like my time was wasted like they they just have to find a better way yeah, to introduce... Better time
1: that We could have gone through the backstory adventures of them. Like, early in the season when we met them, we could have had that episode because at that point, we have no context with them. We kind of just show up with the girl there. We don't know who they are. So that would have been a point where we're actually curious about it, and it was so early in, like... You know Rachel and Dick's like plotline that it wouldn't be interrupting anything that's a major buildup to do that at that
0: point. Well, that's my whole thing, too. It's like I don't even feel like they need to separate the episodes the way they do it. You can just spread these storylines throughout the season as flashbacks or whatever, you don't need to be like. Here's this person's entire story in this one. You don't have to do that. Like that is it feels unnecessary no. to
1: me. I mean these these are literally like DC Wikipedia articles. Right. <laughs> like in you know, in, in living form. Like it oh, let's give you the the characters a whole entire like backstory in excruciating detail here, which I mean cool, but first of all, the DC Wikipedia does exist. Right. And second of all, like there is an actual through line of plot in the show. Like it's not like this is a show that's set up in a, you know, monster of the day kind of way or in like a bunch of like, you know, unconnected episodes like Pokemon or something like right. this is a show with a narrative through line. So it's it's weird that they make these choices and so often.
0: And, and that's the thing I like about the show. I feel that it's not a um, villain of the week show. Or like episodic where nothing connects, you know, it's not the freaking Twilight Zone. I like that it has like this this one plot line going throughout, but it's not too heavily focused on it to the point where it's it annoying. Um I feel like that's unique to the DCU app. Their shows is unique in that way where it's not blank of the week thing going on. But um they just it haven't figured suddenly out.
1: suddenly become episodic out of nowhere, which is kind of what happens on this show, where it's like, through line, through line, through line, random episode, through line, through line, through line, random episode. It's annoying.
0: Yeah. And it's hard for me to tell who the main characters are after a while. Like, I mean, I'm not sure anymore.
1: I would argue this season, like, it's unclear. I would say last season, it was at least clear that, like, Dick and Rachel... Were, and um, Starfire were the center of the show, like the main, you know, characters mm-hmm. and like their relationship are the most important. This season, there's no sort of like, you know, center of anything. I mean, mm-hmm. arguably, because the through line is the stuff with death, Deathstroke, it would be who exactly? Would it be his daughter? Is it the old Titans? Like, who is it? Like... You know, it's very, it's very strangely set up this season. And that's unfortunate because the episodes are cool this season. Like, they all the characters are cool. Um, like, to talk about this episode, like, I love Connor.
0: Me too. Like, I guess we could talk about what we like now. because Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was we my only grief. I, I, I can't with today. the pacing. I can't with the pacing. But the story it, itself is good, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, I think it was, I think it was like well-told and the acting choices for like the character and for the dog were really good. Like, yeah. I loved the way that they did that thing where, you know, dogs mimic your emotions. And I also liked the fact that not only did they have him acting like a kid, Connor, but they also had Crypto acting like a puppy, yeah. which I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: He made this full-grown dog be the cutest thing ever. Right. It's so
0: cute. I love dog anything. Like, you already got my vote when you you put a dog in there, I'm, like, sold. <laughs> so they already totally had the me like, there,
1: you know. But like, what is this braid? I need a super dog.
0: Right. Oh, uh, well, I think it's actually a girl. I'm going to call her an actress, the dog. The actress <laughs> is a girl playing a boy, so she's, like, She's really talented, as you can tell.
1: She's a very talented, talented actress. I was so impressed with the dog. Like, <laughs> because, you know, there were several points where, like, you know, he would be scared and, you know, and Crypto would have her ears down and, like, you know, um, mm. he would be, like, trying to kind of hide that he's nervous. And, like, Crypto would be like, we're nervous. <laughs> so, I love the dog.
0: That's so cute. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess we can, like, talk about, like I said, certain parts of the story, rather than going through the whole plot. So, um, I wanted to talk about how things went when he met Lionel, and how that kind of threw me, because I think it's because of Smallville, actually, because I don't know how Lionel was in the comics, really, um... The movie, Batman vs. Superman, when they mention him, he was a piece of there. Yeah. um And he was cold and horrible on small, but he was also, like, not just younger, but he was, like, a full-on businessman.
1: So Yeah, it's just weird to see him, like, in this little country house. Right. And, you know, in, like, really kind of casual farmery clothes, because he's, you know, in previous like, versions of him that we've seen, like, in Smallville, he's, like, Mr. Suit and Tie. Right, that's know, right. In this, like, I didn't death paper. That. He lives in the penthouse or something, probably. Like, so it's weird to see him, you know, hanging out here. And I guess the backstory or the idea is, you know, he was businessman and he retired and went back to, you Small know, the country or yeah. whatever, the old family farm. It's not said, but I'm guessing that's why it's you know the way that it is because you know it, it makes sense. I think
0: he did say that though that he was um you know he was a scientist too he was a businessman too. Um, yeah. Lex was he just better he at be, he didn't
1: it. not anything explicit about like you know retiring back to the farm necessarily. Yeah,
0: like I'm I'm just assuming Lex took over the business is what happened yeah. and like, we renamed it Lex Corp instead of the Corp. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to hear that they're um, going with the more creepy version of Lex, which is the version of Lex I like, where he's basically a sociopath, um, yeah. like a genius,
1: but also a sociopath. And <laughs> his dad- they really put their foot down about this sociopath business. There's no like, oh, he could have been friends with Clark, but things went slightly sideways. No, nah, this dude can't be friends with nobody. He can't be friends with his daddy, like nobody.
0: Right. It's like, obviously, you can't. And that's what was always, I guess, or what I found interesting was like, his dad is wrong for being abusive. But, um, you know, his kid was a little touched. He just went about trying to deal with it the absolute wrong way because hitting them is not going to do it. They're just going to hate you. Uh, you know, so get, it's just
1: going to make some things worse. Try therapy, maybe. I don't know what happened with Rachel. Like her mom had her like, you know, locked in this room and there are crosses everywhere, but she also
0: was a little bit actually possessed by idea. Yeah. It's it's not the way to go. Don't show your kid you're absolutely terrified of them. Also, don't beat the hell out of them either. These not good not good plans. Like
1: <laughs> You gotta try love people. We gotta we gotta try love. Absolutely. Try Therapy. something else here. <laughs> At least teach him how to pretend he has feelings. You know, mm. I'm sure some some sociopaths do that. I mean
0: it's it's funny um I really didn't picture Lionel Luther as a farmer so that was a fresh take and I liked
1: it actually it was kind of unexpected it it was kind of cool and it's interesting to think of him as being this Ruthless, ambitious businessman who one day is like, I'm old, I want to go back to my parents' farm and sit down somewhere and have some brandy in <laughs> a cornfield. Like <laughs> yeah. he's you know, he's he's over and done with all of this, you know, living in metropolis business. Like, no thank you.
0: Right. Um, so the next thing I really wanted to talk about was um how I think Connor's gonna fit in. So like we get to the point, we go through the plot, the super simple plot. I don't really feel like there's any reason to go through yeah. it. But we get to the end and it's basically Marcy shoots him and she takes crypto. So obviously she's gonna be an issue on the show. Like it wasn't just a one off episode yeah. where they showed what happened and those characters we have to are gone. Right. So I feel like Mercy is obviously going to be added on as a villain, which is just in time because Dr. Light is gone. And he was kind of lame. Like, he wasn't as good as Dr. Light is in the comics. Um, especially, like, the, the first time Jason kind of beat his ass, I was like, ooh, you're done. Like, I can't take you seriously anymore.
1: Yeah, like, this is not going to be an impressive villain right here. Yeah. I'm happy because fun and can be.
0: He was um, fun. He was definitely a fun like. Um,
1: but he wasn't that threatening. He wasn't threatening. Because even though his powers could be really dangerous. Yeah. He was such a campy personality that never really felt like that. Like, you know, he gave us real CW villain vibes. And I
0: guess that's also kind of true of the comments. Because I know like at least some versions of him. The whole thing was he was a D-list villain. Because he had really dangerous par- powers. But he didn't know how to use them. So, no one took him like he like he wasn't a threat. So, Justice League was just like, okay, buddy, like they weren't studying him like that. Uh, so, I guess I guess it's kind of true to form in that way. Um, but, yeah, I think Mercy is going to be his replacement. And I was wondering, you know, and I brought this up, I'm like, how do they expect me to believe that stroke is going to solo the entire Titans team? With all of these, like, way out of his league power people on it. Like, there's just no way. Um, no. I
1: it mean, just literally, I sense. feel like the reason that they've had Donna be such a, like, emo monster is just because the real truth is she could just sit on him and be done. <laughs> right,
0: like, they had to, like, underpower. They had
1: to her somehow, I and, mean, and emotionally because, you know, physically it wouldn't make
0: sense. And be, and because nerfing her looks so terrible, I know they can't just keep doing it to everyone. So I'm like, they have to find another solution. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what are y'all doing? You know what I mean? Um, exactly. So my theory is they're gonna, there's going to be two big fights going on in this season. One's going to be with Cadmus, Lex Luthor Mercy, and one is going to be with Deathstroke. Stroke. And I feel like the people who are going to be taking on Deathstroke is most likely Nightwing. It's the old Night-
1: Titans finally getting their emotions together
0: so that they can do it, maybe. Maybe, but I feel like more likely it's going to be just Nightwing and Rose in the end. Yeah. like I feel like that final fight is just going to be those three or two, just Nightwing and Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, the others are going to be off trying to help Connor not get kidnapped by a SWAT team and killed in a lap. Probably is my assumption. I could be very wrong, but I just don't see that stroke being able to take on the other ones. Like, he could, like, Corey, okay, like, listen, if Jason, okay.
1: He had to create the distraction of dropping Jason to keep from getting dropped by Corey. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, if Jason wasn't there, right? And it was Corey and, say, Donna, Corey and Superboy. He that, loses oh that God, fight. He, I don't care what people say. You could pull up panels from the comics. He's losing that fight. There's just no way.
1: And you he's really hard. Like, it's embarrassing. And, like, Donna drags him down the street by the lasso to show everybody when she's like, done. Like, like
0: when you have... And even when they bring up, like, comic panels of him taking on the whole titans team it's always out of context i'm like there's always other shit that was in play that made it easier for him and even like the judas contract is the most famous one he wasn't fighting them all at once one time in that whole story he went after them one by one to capture them or whatever and he failed to capture robin because dick jumped out a window their flip, broke his leg and disappeared into a crowd okay so so I'm like he still he still didn't even manage to capture them all one by one he just i'm like i all Seeing the
1: viewers is me
0: dying laughing at the thought of that and he definitely like he 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 always plays dirty so he was just catching them all off guard with them he found out their identities from tara and then was able to get them off guard, basically what it was. Yes. So he just popped up in Dick's apartment when Dick was in regular street clothes. Like, oh, I'm here in my full suit to kill you. He was trying to kill Dick, obviously. And Dick, like, jumped out a window <laughs> and broke his ankle and leant off into the crowd. Like, and disappeared. And he's like, shit, why, like, why can't I kill this damn teenager? Like, you tell me. So you can't kill Robin. You can't kill Nightwing. Y'all are on par with all your fights. I'm supposed to believe this is a guy who can take on the and whole team. Even in here, okay.
1: like, if he really, you know, directly finds these people in any sort of fair way, like, when he jacked up Jason, Jason was fresh off of a fight with Dr. Light, so, you know, he's tired, he's been, you know, fighting for a while, just finished completely kicking this guy's ass, and then he snuck up behind him and didn't even know he was down there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind Jason, of hard to be like, oh, yeah, he definitely took Jason. He he fight Jason, Jason turned game.
0: around and saw him, and I can believe he can... He can solo like Robin. I mean, I he can solo nightmare. that he could
1: way. do it, but I would say he didn't do it. You know what I
0: mean? Well, he got him on guard. That's the thing, and he was fresh off a fight and likely scared because there's a there's this whole thing around obi oh a dead show that, um, you know, sets people off their game because they're so caught up in this big the myth- mythos. Yeah, the mythos of it, but. Dick never was, and I think that's why he had always had Cesaro Thailand because it was like, "Cool, I don't care. You're an old man. Fight me,"
1: and that's just how it's always been. Like he doesn't give a shit. And I love it. Like I love that everybody is like, doo, doo. and he's just like, "Where's he at? Come, come at me. I've got on a t-shirt."
0: Everyone is scared, but Dick and Coria was like, "Listen, we could go right now. Turn on your location. They don't give a shit."
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you know and I think that honestly the way Deathstroke always interacts with people is like sneaking up or something like you know like he sent Dr. Light to like the farm where you know the birds were riding horses with no you know gear no equipment unprepared like and like they grabbed the and he grabbed the kid that they'd been helping and like you know had him be the bomb or whatever like you know, all all of these kind of everything attached to him is very sneaky. Yeah, that's um, his
0: character. That's the thing. He's not like um.
1: And I mean, he threw like seven bombs at Corey and literally yeah. shot her like thirty times. Like it's he not fights dirty. That's that fight. his whole like, thing. As far as him fighting her is concerned, uh, that's not why that lasted that long.
0: No, he he fights dirty. That's his whole thing. And that Doctor Light like was all this, He's like, why don't we just? roll up on them and, you know, fight them all at once. And that's just not that stroke's thing. It's not what he does. He's never done that. He's an assassin. I mean,
1: that's why he shot his partner, because he was going to do it. (laughs) Like, like he would literally rather uh, shoot the person he's teamed up with than actually have to fight people for real, because he's that kind of a bold bad guy. Um, Oh, Lord. And speaking of bold bad guys, I really enjoyed the talk of, like, scientific ethics in this Mm. episode. Yeah. Like, I like that there were a few, like, different perspectives on it throughout the episode of, like, you know, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Can, you know, you really, like, judge pursuit of knowledge in that kind of way as a good or bad thing? And, you know, even the question of, like, could you say that what happened with him was okay if it was a, you know, an experiment that was carried out in an ethical way, which she was, you know, staying to ensure
0: yeah, because I mean, that's the thing with Eve, like, with that whole conversation they were having, too, it's like, Bizarro was basically created in the same way, and all of those other, um Bizarro was like the evil Superman, I'm sure you know who Bizarro is, um, and all those other evil, like, things, those messed up things we saw in the test tubes, that obviously did not come, those were all failed attempts to make, ooh, there's an echo now.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. <coughs> Let's. Uh,
1: okay. okay. It's still okay. there. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, if you agreed to clear yourself up, then thank you, Machine.
0: Hold on. Hold on. No, it's there on my end. Hold okay. on. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. Like, I can hear it, but it's a little low. This is annoying. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. I think it's gone. Okay, technology. Um, you know. No, but I thought it was interesting because, I mean, all those other experiences were just failed versions of Connor. He was just the successful one. So it's like the idea of like all of these ones that are dead, are those technically people you killed? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you know, obviously
1: the intention was to you know bond up with something that like you know was was living. Um, and I mean, it does happen, you know, that you know sometimes you try to treat something or try to cure something and it doesn't succeed. That doesn't necessarily make a doctor wrong if that happens in a hospital. Yeah. So in this context, does it make them wrong that there was a failure here? Like you know, it's a it's a question, I guess. Um, and, you know, I thought it was really, I thought it was really sweet that, like, she cared enough to make an effort to, like, really convey to him who he was, as far as, like, where he comes from in a well-rounded kind of way. Like, you know, letting him know what the parts of him are, what process brought him to be, what, you know the struggles along the way to that process and what could have happened with him had this not worked. And also to have that conversation with him about how it's been running through this season because you've had a few characters sort of have this sort of theme where you are who you choose to be and what you choose to do. Um, And really let him know that he is a full person with all of the ability to choose his path that anyone else has, regardless of how he came to be. I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So freedom of choice, that's a nice theme for him to have. And I like that um, as an arc, that we're likely going to see him decide whether he wants to actually be a hero or not.
1: I mean, I think it's really, um, it's really cool that his impulse, like, You know if he's just acting on thoughts is to help people but it's also interesting that that's brought him so many consequences Mm -hmm. that we know he's going to have like real reservations and thoughts about it coming forward probably you know especially because you know his mom eve she you know the last thing she said to him before she got hashtag was don't be a hero Mm -hmm.
0: And immediately after he decides to save Jason, he gets yeah. shot, and crypto gets kidnapped.
1: So yikes! Nice. I mean, it absolutely drives me crazy uh, when characters who have super speed and could not take bullets to the chest take bullets to the chest.
0: To be fair, though, he was just born, and
1: yeah, and he didn't
0: see—he didn't see them. He didn't see Mercy shoot at him. You know what I mean? And like, i who turned around and looked at the bullet
1: in the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I don't, it's one of these things where, you know, there's always a possibility that somebody's got some special weapons. that's going to be a bad day. I don't even you know. You can move. Yeah. The I don't even
0: know what be. angle she shot him from, but I don't think they saw her at all. Like at all, at, not, at all. They even saw her afterwards.
1: Like after she yeah. got shot, like yeah. they, she was a little right there with the, yeah. with the dog, and I was like, "Dude, they, see them!" And yeah. I'm kind of yelling at the screen: "Run, go get her! All the Titans are down here. Get her! Go get the dog back!" But that's cliffhanger. Who knows yeah. what's going
0: to happen next? <laughs> We're going to have an episode about uh, Slade's Butler next. <laughs> I'm kidding. Myself, <Michael>, though. <laughs> that's how we roll around here. <laughs> Um,
1: I, I mean, you know, I, the next episode title is uh Bruce. Yeah. So, you know, presumably uh daddy's coming home to see what kind of
0: mess is going on with his kids. Yeah, uh, luckily it's um I mean I haven't seen the synopsis, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna be some Bruce centered thing or like
1: it's just enough
0: to him because he shows up in the episode. Yeah. Um, and is gonna and talk I mean, to his kids finally, likely. Yeah
1: <laughs> And Please talk know, to your children, almost, you know die and and one thing I thought last <laughs> episode was a super annoying helicopter had Bruce in it. Mm. I still don't know. Um, I did, think that was a, drama about Cadmus? I think or, that
0: was supposed to be mercy and
1: Cadmus. okay, okay, yeah. so yeah, and can I and can I say that the idea that this helicopter that in the sound mixing they drew so much attention to was just looking for Superboy. <laughs> who was going to have a whole episode about his adventures with Cadmus. No thank you, Titans, for having that annoying helicopter sound throughout that whole episode for what turned out to be mostly no reason.
0: Yeah, because they didn't really show the helicopter. And I don't think we're ever going to see about that scene again. So it was just like a helicopter sound and lights just for it to be there.
1: almost. Yeah. Uh, and it was so like loud, like they wanted us to catch it. Like, oh, this helicopter must matter or contain someone. I thought they were going to show
0: Mercy shooting him from. Like, I was expecting a scene of them to show me, oh, Mercy's up in the helicopter shooting at him. But they just never showed this help. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Let's just move on from that. Um, I'm gonna record on my computer instead of this thing because our time is. 30 minutes about to be up. Um and then we promised to to do like a segment about the ships and the pro troop fears yes. and all of that stuff. Know. So let yes. me just switch over and we can do that segment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're recording uninterrupted on photo. Loop. Um so yeah, here's our ship segment. I don't have like a special transition. Um, musical instrument <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make
1: sure to have marimba for you guys yeah, next
0: time. Next we're upgrading time. around here. We are. We're upgrading like slowly around here. Sound quality's already up. I mean, come on. Uh, so yeah, we could talk about the Corey first. Um, so some notes. I want. I wanted to just talk about them in the in the season in general. Yeah. Um. I think they're setting up her being a princess to end up being, like, a big deal to him. I think it's going to be cute, so...
1: <laughs> I think it's kind of amusing that they're kind of setting that up because I find it hard to imagine it's actually going to be a huge deal to him.
0: <laughs> I don't think he's going to be, like, mad up, so I think he's going to be happy about it because he's Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that he'll think it's, think it's cool, but I don't think he's going to necessarily be super intimidated by it because... I mean, to whatever extent America has royalty, he's
0: already it. It's funny because um, Donna was like, does Dick know? And <laughs> she was like, no. And then like immediately after that, right, she she goes to talk to Dick in the training room. And Dick's like, I heard it through the grapevine that you might be leaving. Was, was Donna texting him under the table? Like, how did he find out about that conversation so fast? It was so funny to me.
1: Donna has super speed, and like, you know because she's in the grapevine. Like
0: I talked about this to like, one person,
1: then she can use that just for spreading gossip.
0: <laughs> so funny. She was she was so excited about. It. She's like, Oh my god! Oh fuck! You're a queen. <laughs> she probably texted Nick like, You better lock that shit down. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think it totally makes sense because, you know, the Amazon have royalties, so it totally makes sense for Donna to be super excited about it. It totally makes sense for us Americans to not care because we haven't had that as a problem since 1776,
0: baby. I don't remember his reaction in the comments, but I think it was pretty like, oh, sick. He was like, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: you know. Okay. it makes sense that, you know, um, that her, like, guard would show a lot of deference because he's from a society where she is, you know, royalty in that society and within the context of that society, it matters. And specifically, he's a servant of hers. But, you know, I would be very surprised if, you know, uh, if Dick were to be... Dick's not even intimidated by Deathstroke. Like, mm.
0: He didn't he went to the whole planet of Tamaran where there was a whole civil war and they were trying to kill him and he just he wasn't intimidated at all. He was out there acting like an ass, actually. Like right? he did not care. Um at all. Like trying to fist fight people and he cannot fist fight. He tried to swing on the dude she was promised to like four times, and every time he caught his wrist And, like, squeeze and heart dexterous and he was like, oh, I'm pissed. (laughs) And he would just go back to try to fight him again. I'm like, dude, you cannot fight this guy. Stop trying. Like, he just doesn't care. He's so goofy. I I, I love it. Like,
1: he's a scrappy little thing. And I'm definitely interested in seeing, once we finally make it, slowly but surely, back to the actual plot line, seeing, like, and Corey get to, you know, getting to see what's next in their relationship? Because last season, as they, you know, kept helpfully reminding us, You know, Dick doesn't know who he is, so they can't be together. And Cory doesn't know who she is, so they can't be together. Mm -hmm. Well, amnesia over. He's gonna be Nightwing like in five minutes. All right, guys, what's up? Like,
0: and that's when they sorted their stuff out in the comics, anyway, because he was doing this same shit until he became Nightwing in the books. So, you know, (laughs) it's not even different from the plot. So I've been just expecting it to be stupid until he's done being emo. You know.
1: I wish the show was polite enough to not have the exact same dialogue every time they have this conversation, because I'm not saying that people wouldn't necessarily repeatedly have similar conversations, but the fact that they copy-paste and say the exact same words every time makes me crazy.
0: And also a thing I wanted to put, like we talked about it a little, but I like how you can tell the difference between... Who who's romantically involved versus who's just good friends based on how they react to what people do. Cause I mean that whole, when they were having that whole conversation um, where they were arguing in the room about what to do with Rose and he was dead quiet, everyone was like either assuming he was agreeing, except for Rachel and Gar who was like, he doesn't agree, don't worry about it. Like they didn't doubt him for one second. And Corey was like, Corey flat out asked him, she's like, Do you agree with it? Because she knows he doesn't. And like, he he knew he could be real quiet. And then when, you know, Dawn came, rolled up on him, and was screaming at him, he was real quiet then. Came up with this whole fake plan where they're all gonna go fight that show. But really, he was just plotting in his head that he was gonna go do it by himself. And the only person who was present and watching him in the face and noticed he was being a liar was Corey. No one else exactly
1: and i really love that i love that setup because to see the contrast and like you know how these different characters like know each other was so interesting because you know on one hand you have these you know these three characters who are just completely missing all the signs even though he's throwing red flags on every play
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then You, you know, have, like, the kids and, like, kind of the next level from uh, from that closer to him who were like, yeah, no, he's not down with this. And then you have Corey, the closest, who was not only able to tell that he wasn't down with it, but she was also able to figure out what he's actually going to do.
0: Yeah. And she was, like... Because she's... I guess because she's an outsider, she can doesn't have like this emotional baggage when it comes to just listening to the problem and listening just looking at who they are as people you know without all that backstory and just coming to logical conclusions
1: therapy for their terrible death stroke trauma like unlike the other three who can't make sense of anything like because you know even the kids who are not necessarily you know outside to the whole world just not present for the death stroke stuff were not like understanding whatever was going on emotionally with hawk dove and um and and wonder girl like when they were like no like this girl has to go like at no point were the kids even kind of considering maybe rose does have to go like that doesn't make sense
0: it doesn't. Rachel was just like, don't listen to him. They're just feeling, uh, they're just upset. Because it just doesn't make sense. And it's not a logical conclusion to come to. So no. it's just like, what are you doing? And I don't think he even considered for a moment turning Rose no.
1: over. I don't think and he even think about doing that. And like, it's funny you mentioning that the other characters are not good at noticing what silences mean. Because when Dick asked, how do I know you're going to follow through with it? What did Deathstroke give him back? Silence.
0: Right. Like they didn't know. You
1: guys realize that he clearly basically said that he's not going to follow through with his end of it, right? Like, I don't know why you guys are having this conversation from the perspective where you think what he's going to do if you do this terrible thing is just give you your person back and go live his life.
0: Right. I, I they're too emotional, too close to it, but it's like so is Dick. And he's still and I guess the difference is they're making stupid decisions with different kinds of stupid decisions. Like, his was, yeah. I'm gonna go sacrifice myself, and theirs is, let's turn over innocent people. Like, it's just not good. Like, Corey needed to save them, because they were just all on some something else. He yeah. really went there to die. Like, he was really going there to die. <laughs> Sir. Excuse me. <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> I
1: mean, so so intense, so dramatic. Like, Kind of absurd, but at least a better plan than they had, so. Mm Because at least there was a chance that if Deathstroke killed him, that he'd be willing to let Jason go. Mm Because he has no attachment to Jason, you know what I mean? Jason didn't do anything to him. There's at least a chance that he would have actually done that. So that's better than the plan that the other three had. Not because it's a great plan, but at least because it has a more than 0% chance of working. But of course, the better stroke, the better plan, was beating
0: the pants off the Deathstroke, so. But I see, that's like his, that's one of his character flaws, um, is that he just assumes because he's not evil to his core that no one is and that you can actually reason with everyone, like he tries to reason with all of the villains and all of his comments and it's successful maybe 20% of the time, but he always tries and it's like some people just suck. And Nightwing has never been able to figure that out. Like, he just doesn't believe people can just be terrible. Like, he doesn't get it. I mean,
1: I think that that's a really, I think that's a kind of cool character trait, especially if you have somebody else around to help, like, balance that out and keep you from getting smushed, because (laughs) it's a really, you know, it's a really, I guess, kind of like a sweet idea to have that sort of optimism to like legitimately believe that like, if stuff lined up right, everybody could be the cool guy. Like everybody could do the right thing. Like, I think there's a certain like, a sweetness to like having that kind of earnestness no matter what happens. And the same way that like, if Batman started killing, he would just like lose what makes him him. I think Mm -hmm. if Dick started believing
0: (laughs) that some people are truly hopeless, yeah.
1: I think he would lose what makes him him because Absolutely. that's that thing that kind of holds him together.
0: Absolutely. He's definitely the optimist um in that way in that he really does believe in people's good nature and it backfires a lot. Um <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, before we move on, we can talk about um, Raven and well, I,
1: guess Gar, we a, hmm? I guess we can, yeah, we can go ahead and move on to the next relationship. Rachel yeah,
0: and Gar. so Rachel and Gar. I mean, we didn't talk about them a ton. Um, they haven't
1: had... We sort of just talked about the plot stuff with them last episode, yeah. like them getting in that horrible fight, but we didn't talk about their relationship otherwise.
0: Yeah, I think, I feel like they're just friends and they're going to keep it that way because the actors have a really big age gap. I think Rachel's actress is 15 and Gars is like 23. So, oh, so that would be kind of awkward for him anyway. That's like, not happening on the show I don't think. Yeah. So they kind of just like hint at it. I don't think it's going anywhere.
1: I mean I think that I think that the status of their relationship is just friends, but I do think it's a thing that the characters are crushing on each other. Yeah, me too. Like, I think that there's, like, interest between the characters, but, like, I think their relationship isn't, you know, going anywhere anytime soon. And Mm. I think that, you know, I like the way that they chose to pump the brakes in this particular series with those two. Mm -hmm. Like, having it sort of, you know, be about that very... Adolescent. Yeah, it's know, very uh, cute.
0: Adaptation. I it's find them. Cute. I find them adorable, and um, I like their friendship a lot. Actually, I feel like it adds like a nice, innocent levity to the darkness
1: of the exactly. show. Kind of. Um, like it's so cute and it's so fun, and I think that a lot of times when for outside reasons shows have to not move forward with relationships. They choose really frustrating ways of going about it. Mm-hmm. I like that they chose something that doesn't have you frustrating and like, come on, come on, win, win, win with these two. Yeah. Like, instead, you know, the way they decided to go about it, you're still enjoying what's happening right now.
0: Right. Um. But one thing I have noticed, and I think it's just overall, and they're not planning on fixing it until they can... Until they start getting into Gar's solo story, like his individual arc, is that he feels like he's the emotional support for everyone else. And no one's really returning it to him. Like, there's no kind of reciprocation. And I don't think it's because the other characters are bad. I think it's just because... He's such no a... Not doing no, like, not only do they not know how, like, I don't think Rose... I mean, I don't think Rachel and Jason really have the emotional depth to be like, well, I can support you emotionally because they're a man' I mean, trying, you know?
1: I think Rachel's making some, some effort.
0: But also, Gar puts on a front, in my opinion. Like, he he cracks joke. He's the class clown. And he puts that on so much. Like, you don't really see him have his sad moments unless he's by himself really you know what i mean he doesn't. hides that from everyone so i feel like it'll come up and i feel like they didn't mention him feeling like a certain way about dick killing him for no reason i feel like it's gonna come back like at some point well, in the plot.
1: I, I feel like it was big it was kind of alluded to like because in the in the first episode real episode the first episode of the season after the finale he said it's kind of weird that Dick's been extra nice to him and he thinks it's because Dick killed him. So mm. he's he's noticing some, he, he mentioned, like, noticing some kind of weird behavior. Um, and we've seen, we've seen visibly some, like, kind of weird, uncomfortable, like, reactions from him. Yeah. But he hasn't come right out and, like, said um, how he really feels about it. Right.
0: Um, so then, I only have two left. I have Rose and Jason, and then I have Hank and Dawn. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about the birds. Oh, man. Um, I guess we could just get Dawn and Hank out the way. Um, I think who mentioned it. I think it was you, actually, that Dawn switched her position about wanting to stay with the Titans again. Didn't she? Yeah like they switched again yeah uh
1: and i mean they're taking a slightly different tack than how they did it with dick and Corey, having them have the same conversation where they say the same things where with this pairing although they're having the same conversation repeatedly and saying the same things they're just switching who says it
0: mm-hmm. and it's annoying but also um i think i was mentioning to you i feel like dick was not gone's type and that she likes guys that she has to fix. And I think that's where their relationship really went wrong because he doesn't need her, and he does.
1: I mean, I feel like we didn't get a lot of data points for a comparison with Don mm-hmm. because the only people we know of her having a relationship with is those two, unless you want to count, like, you know, in a way her relationship with, like, you know, her mother and sister and well, that does follow this very much. So taking care of this person, you know, sort of mold, like how she broke the dad's arm because he hit the sister and how she was clearly like, you know, lecturing her mom like she was the kid about going back to this guy. Like, no mom, like that's not the thing to do. Like it very much so seems like she was taking care of them. So I guess if you count those as data points with Dawn, it does seem like that's the kind of dynamic that she prefers with people where it's someone who you know, needs her to be mom. Cause literally even mm. with her mother, she was her mom.
0: Yeah. And she does take on a very, I'm the mom position in like all the
1: conversations.
0: <laughs> I've noticed that too.
1: Oh yeah. I think that's really, I think that's really interesting. Like that kind of a vibe. And it's one of those things where we kind of get some contrast with, like, with Corey and Don about, like, they both have like a maternal side to them, but like the way they imp- approach people from that perspective is so different. Um, and it's really kind of interesting to see that the different ways that this kind of like desire to like take care of people comes out in these like different personalities. And I think that, you know, when it comes to Dawn and her relationship with Hank, like, she just always has something to do, which works for the fact that as far as we can tell, neither of them have anything else to do.
0: No. And we talked about, I thought thought the ranch, I had a completely different idea of what that ranch was. Thank you for clearing that up to me, because I was like, oh, I was big wrong, like I was caught way off my mark. So what I thought the ranch was, I thought it was like a kind of um, therapy yeah. thing they like were like doing. Animal for, therapy or Yeah, like an animal therapy thing they were doing for like ex-addicts. That's what I thought was happening. But you pointed out there was only one kid and
1: it there was only one cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it like, was just a cabin. Like was it just look, that cabin. There's no you know, part of a greater compound. You Which know, makes me
0: wonder anyway, where they work found work. that okay, kid. Work. Like, how did the kid find them? But it doesn't matter because it was just a one-off thing we're not supposed to care about, apparently. They, they <laughs> literally blew up the set. Like, it's over. So. It's over the set and the kid.
1: <laughs> right. The,
0: <same laughs> the kid and the set got blown up. The plot is mm-hmm. blown up. So we're not supposed to even... Think about that anymore. I they,
1: told, they, you know, they even had you know Don take out like the place the kid was getting drugs from. They shut it right. all
0: down. It, the whole thing is shut down. So, let me not overthink it, which is something I always, always do with these shows, thinking about it way more than the writers do. <laughs>
1: so. I mean, I think that I think it's an interesting sort of thing to do too, sort of think about these shows because. Sometimes when you're doing that and you take a closer look at some of the things, it can show you some things that are not obvious but are incredibly amusing, like the fact that Hawk and Dove were homeless people who <laughs> were like stealing, you know, from criminals and right. like living in a crack shack doing crack. Uh, so, you know, that's a thing the show doesn't really talk about. And that and, Donna know, is a, a gossiper
0: guy. who... Um texts her conversations with Corey to Dick immediately. (laughs) He's like I heard it through the grapevine, sir? What grapevine? I talked to one person about this five minutes ago. So funny.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh. And I do kind of find it amusing that, you know, we have Hank, Dove, and Donna all three being like, We need to get out of here, like we are leaving burn this place down. Now, uh, Hawk and Dove, um, your house went boom. Uh, You guys don't have a job or money. And apparently you never have money if you join the Titans for the free beer. Y'all didn't even have beer money. So where y'all going? And to do what? Like, we know that, you know, Donna's you know, mother and mentor, you know, has an art gallery. So she's always got a job if she wants to come back. And we know she, like, you know, has an apartment. But y'all, on the other hand, where right. are you going?
0: And that's another but, thing, The um, talking about it so much, made me realize. Because I went to look back and look at the clothes. And I'm like, wait a minute. So their whole ranch deal got blown up along with the kid. First thing they do is call Dick and say oh dr light is back and looks like okay come to my house then they called donna and was like donna we're all going back to the tower then all three of them showed up ready to fight like they were all there pissed at him like the first thing that comes out of his mouth is like oh hi blah blah dr light's back and it's like um, yeah, but we're together now so he can't pick us off and he's like save the rah-rah speech for the JV team I'm like, whoa, why are you coming at him like this sideways? You just walked through the door
1: like, what is going on here? Right, after calling him for help and you him, called like, him like and what? And then it's... everybody's like how dare you reopen the Titans after what we've been through and he's like I just invited you guys here Where to, would you like, be going to? I'm home.
0: Where would We're coming to your house, right? And then when we get there, we're gonna be like, by the way, I hate this place and I hate you.
1: What? (laughs) And also, we should burn down your house. I know that I called you because I didn't have a house and now I'm here, but we should burn down this house that you have that I'm staying in. I mean, okay.
0: Like what? It was so crazy. Then they spent the next five minutes after that, like, railing on him for having Rose in the house. And he was like, she's my problem. Like, why are you mad? Where are well, you with Dr. Like mentioned
1: last night, uh, it's his house. But they uh, seem to be, like, under the impression it's somehow everyone's house, including right. their house. In fact, so much so, it, it's their house that not only can they decide who lives there... They can make an executive decision, overrule deck, and decide to burn it down.
0: <laughs> what? I'm so lost. Like, so my, let me get this straight. My dad gives me this building, this house, or whatever. I let my friends stay in it with me. Whatever happens, we all move out. I decide I want to move back in, and you're going to tell me I can't do that? Who gives you that? Like, what gives you that right to tell me I can't live in the house my dad gave to me? Like, what? if you guys need to leave
1: then you know by all means go for it the door like
0: like, there's the door right there (laughs) i can't
1: Um, like you guys to sign up to fight bruce when uh you (laughs) explained to him that he had this custom tower built for his (laughs) son with all of this you know uh, equipment and all this room to stay and all the security top of the line
0: security like the most secure building ever like I bet even that it's one of those buildings where some the lawn goes off, all the windows shut down, like
1: with metal on the outside, like,
0: I promise, like, it's the most secure building in San Francisco.
1: I mean, we saw when Rose was trying to escape that, like, it started locking itself down.
0: That did not work out for her. She couldn't get out that building?
1: Like, no. I don't even know. if she made it past Rose, she wasn't going nowhere. It already locked everything.
0: Um, so the last thing, oh, the last relationship, and the last thing on my list, um, I wanted to talk about was Rose and Jason, and how even though they're not together yet, I already find them very cute because Jason was talking, you know, trash when she first got there, but I think that's just a character trait, like, he talks trash about everybody and their mom, then he threatened to fight Hank as soon as he met him, like, that's just his thing.
1: I mean. Um, <laughs> He hit on he hit on Dawn as soon as he met her, and Hank was like her her her, and he was like bro I'll fight you. It's <laughs> like and say, hey I'll steal your girl and whip your ass. And it's like she's, why are you so much. She's
0: just a character
1: trait. And she's thirty. No you won't bro. <laughs> and uh <laughs>
0: she like, yeah, but he said all of that, and then he defended her to her father, Call her father ancient, <laughs> and not once seemed like he was wanting to be traded for Rose. You know what I mean? Like no.
1: Like, he, I think, made it fairly clear that, you know, j- just, like, if push came to shove and, you know, Dick had to be sacrificed to solve this, he was down with it. I think that Jason made it pretty clear that if push came to shove, he, you know, would take his fate like a man.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about Jason, though. Like, he annoys the shit out of me, and every version of him annoys the hell out of me. In the books, in, in the show, but... I don't want him to die. I, I you know, love like him. underneath, underneath it all, he's still he's still a good like, guy. He's a good guy. The
1: scene, the scene when you know place. Connor saved him, and he was you know thanking him, and they were just like grinning at each other, and like Connor's all proud of himself, and he was just like beaming, like "Oh my God, you're so cool, I'm safe now." I was just like, "These are the cutest things ever." Like. I can't even be mad at Jason doing the most because he's so cute. Like, he's just such a feisty little kitten, you know? It's like
0: a defense mechanism, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, you can tell that, you know, on the inside, he's soft. Like, you can tell, like, at his core, he's soft. He cares about people. That's, like, the core of what, like, makes his decisions and animates him. But, you know, he kind of talks a little tough or whatever, you know? because
0: otherwise he'd sound like mushy dick grayson mm. yeah trying to appeal to that show's good nature hey you're mad at me so if you just kill me you leave my friends alone no he's a shitty person he's gonna kill you and your friends like it doesn't matter what you do i don't know what to tell you stop trying to reason with him, please my goodness. You can't
1: reason with crazy. You can't, you can't negotiate with terrorists. You
0: can't negotiate with terrorists. A man is a terrorist. <sighs> Poor guy. Corey was like, you really sitting here listening to this bullshit? I felt her on such a spiritual level. Like, what are you doing right now?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, I was literally just so, like, just glued. like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? Because I just, I continuously forget that there are certain characters that are like not going to die, and no one's dying mid-season. Like I forget that, so I was like, "Oh my god, what's gonna happen to Dick?" And then she came through. Like, what is this? I was like, ah. ooh, like, ooh h-
0: "Honey, ooh. what is this, honey? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening here?" No. I
1: mean, I love her showing up and just cutting through the bullshit like a hot knife through butter.
0: But we did talk about that too. Like, um, one of the things I do like about Titans compared to, say, the CW shows like The Flash, which we're going to talk about in a bit, um, is that even though you know there are certain characters who aren't, you know, won't die or whatever, you still feel worried for them on the show because there are actual lasting consequences for them.
1: Um, Yeah, and even if the show isn't going to kill them, it ain't scared to put you in a wheelchair, it's not scared to put you in traction, it's not scared to put you in a coma.
0: Yeah, it'll hurt people. Um, and you feel worried because I feel more of a connection to these characters sometimes than I do on, like, Villain of the
1: Week shows. Um, Oh, for sure.
0: There's such a formula. I can't, I cannot spot the formula on this show. I don't know about anyone else. And looking uh, for a formula? I don't think there is one. I think
1: I mean, let's be real. This is the formula that we got from the Suicide Squad movie, where at any point it might take a detour in order to give us a character introduction.
0: I feel like the Titans writers just got together, got high as hell, threw darts at a board with some plots on it, and just rolled with it. And that's just I how they write they the through,
1: show. I think they threw darts at a board with characters on it, not plots.
0: You're right. There's no... You're, you're absolutely right. They threw darts at a board with characters, and not plots. That's spot on. I really feel like that's what happened here. So no plan. <laughs> Yo,
1: we can have whoever we want on the show, right? Guys, guys, let's get let's get Wonder Girl. Let's get Super Girl. Oh my God, Aqualad. Aqualad. Okay, who else? Who else? Who else? Yo. Check this out. <laughs> Lionel Luther. Lionel Luther and Crypto Superdog. Bucky on Crypto Superdog. Like, <laughs> like,
0: just everyone. What is going on? <laughs> I have to laugh. There's so many people on this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have Why? Jericho. We'll have Rose. We'll have Dustrope. Oh we'll have We'll have everybody. Like, everybody and their me. mama and, and their daddy. Like, I'm expecting at any given time. For, like, Catwoman and Wonder Woman to just walk in and be like, hey, because they can.
0: Right. Just because they can. Just.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Like, you know, it's it's enjoyable. But on the other hand, because they do such a good job getting you to care about this stuff, it can be frustrating when the follow-up is not going to refer to it at all.
0: The other 10 characters you don't care about. That's when it's fresh. I think that's like the biggest issue though. Because even though, like I said before, even though this was another flashback episode and that was annoying, I don't dislike Connor and I didn't find his story boring. So I didn't mind as much. But holy shit, the old Titans are fucking boring. No offense. No, full offense. They are boring as well. (gasps)
1: I mean, the old Titans have the problem what we were discussing oh earlier. My God. There's no in-story reason for their behavior. No. Like, no. If, if literally the only thing you guys were down to do was to take out Dr. Light, all of you guys should have gone home. Like now. Like, oh, Destro killed him for us. Bye. They
0: should leave for right now, actually. If
1: are not here for round two, Like, then if you're not here for round two, then... Shouldn't y'all go home? Go. Like why are they still I mean, here? If you have a home, I don't know. donna has got a
0: couch, right? He's dead. So what's the problem? Don Don was like, Oh, you know. <clears throat> when we kill that stroke, this is over. And I was just like, Honey, who is we? All you do is oh, lose wow, fights. What do you mean? On.
1: Like you Go mean, home right now You mean when the people who actually have a bit of gumption actually take care of them because there's literally a higher chance of chance of Nightwing soloing him than Donna being part of an ensemble that takes him out of the- There's like
0: a 99% chance of Nightwing soloing him and would fine. Well, I'm just like, I'm supposed to believe, I don't know, Corey or somebody's going to be fist fighting and being like, damn, if only Hawk and Dove were here to help me, like, you guys can go home, go home right now, okay, I don't care and not like <laughs> but the, jokes, not that the jokes have to and, end and
1: it and it makes them look even less formidable you know than them getting beat up for them to be so scared so yeah
0: I, I just don't get why they're there
1: i don't i don't know because y'all said y'all want to go and i don't know why you keep not <laughs> leaving well you lit- are you literally not able to leave unless he burns the house down is this your addiction metaphor again I like know, oh no i can't, I can't we have to pour out all the liquor bottles in the house because I can't stop. Is this? what is this? Is it that? Like Dawn's like addicted to you know heroism and she can't stop unless her drug choice is gone. We have to like burn the house in her costume. Is that it? I
0: I, I don't know. I i don't know. Oh words. God,
1: that just occurred to me, and I'm thinking it might literally be it because there was a lot of heavy-handed metaphor for addiction with
0: that. With both of them, really. But yeah, that's the thing. They don't. They don't make sense to me anymore.
1: Well, I think that the plot yeah. line this has dra- dragged on too long. It's like, like it's run its
0: course to the point yeah. where I'm now like... It's so boring watching them be mad about something that it doesn't make sense to be mad about anymore. After the third, pers- third or fourth person said, well, Dick, it's actually not your fault. It kind of felt silly for them to keep acting like it was. Um... Them saying he's a bad leader and then asking him to be the leader at the same time, like it doesn't make sense. Why are you looking at him to come like, up with the plan? Why, hand. why was he the one to come up with the plan to go fight that stroke? Um, in the last episode, still after all the shit y'all were saying about him being terrible at this, why did well, you still turn to say him say to that, do it? They
1: to have their own ideas.
0: <laughs> it blows my mind. Like I'm just over. It's. It's not even confusing. Like, it's just their idea is way sitting in the house and crying.
1: What's plan two, guys?
0: I have no idea. Um, you know, turn over innocent citizens, I guess. And that's the thing with Rose. It's like, look, even if, even if Rose is playing the Terra character, wherein she's, like, the mole or whatever, she was still manipulated by her own father, beat up on tape, for real. He really stabbed her eye out. He really convinced her to throw herself off a building. Like she's still innocent. She was still manipulated yeah. by her father. And her. she's
1: still in real danger of him. Yeah.
0: So, like, I don't care. She doesn't need to be around him. Whether she's whether she was working with him or not, that is not the adult she needs to be around. He doesn't care no. about her safety. So, either way, <laughs> I think the new Titans plus Jason have the right idea. Exactly. She needs to be
1: there. And you know, I think that. I think that one of the things that, you know, is sort of helping is they're doing a good job with, like, gluing the characters who want to be here into, like, giving them reasons for, like, participating and doing things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that Jason is going to go to the ends of the earth for Connor and that dog now after getting dropped off that building (laughs) and saved by the stranger. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, I mean, first of all, because it's very Jason to be like, hi, nice to meet you, if you're like, I'm your new brother, and then also just because, you know, you could see the gratitude on his face, and he's definitely the kind of person to pay that back, yeah. so we've, you know, officially, you know, if they try to say, no, we can't be bothered with Cadmus Labs, we can't be bothered, Lex Luthor's so scary, oh god, we can't get in this conflict, we don't even know these kids, we need to put this kid out, Jason could be like, shut up,
0: And now that he's met Rose's dad, I don't think he's gonna be like, yeah, just send her back to him. Like, no, dude is really scary for real, and he's a psycho, and she doesn't need to be around him. Like, he's gonna be more fortified in that decision now than more than ever. It's like you don't even need to meet him, meet him to understand that she doesn't need to be around him. Corey didn't know Rose at all. Didn't have a single say a single word to that girl still went in that room and defended her. She was like, pirate girl is his, his daughter. She doesn't need to go back there, period. And that was it. She made that yes. choice in like three seconds flat.
1: <laughs> I mean, basic decency. Uh, we see some characters have it, and we see other characters have personal growth journeys that are taking a little long for me. A <laughs>
0: little too long. Like five years too long? Like how many years has it been? Can you please move past this? It's embarrassing.
1: Right. Like, I want to just maybe tell them consider, maybe they should consider what Dick did and they should go join the force somewhere. I just want I just want
0: I just want them to understand that the Justice League goes through so much shit, gets their ass beat so much, loses people, people die blowing up planets dead and they get the, they get the, on with it like they just continue being heroes like there's no time for hello we're gonna go cry for four years imagine if Wonder Woman Superman Batman were like man we lost to Lex Luthor let's go cry about it for years and not talk to each other what I
1: mean what I need for a scene on this show that brings in random people all the time is for Diana to sit down with Donna and for her to explain that she completely stopped being a hero because her boyfriend died to Diana, right to her face in front of her salad.
0: One of them would be like, girl, what? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> you want to
0: run that by me again? What do you mean? That's so silly. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I think I think that's about, about it for uh, this adventure with the, yeah. with the Titan. Because... Uh, yeah. We have no clue what's happening next episode.
0: Anyway, no, we don't.
1: We really don't.
0: <laughs> so there's not even like we can't even give like guesses.
1: No, there's absolutely nothing. I mean, obviously, what I hope happens is that you know they uh, turn their heads and see Mercy standing right beside the, behind them with Krypto and, like, th- flamethrowers and bullshit in too, and they get our puppy back, and she hops her butt wherever she got to go and runs off to make some plans.
0: And well, my hope is is that Bruce will come, talk to his children, and give the new Titans their suits and kick the rest out of his house. That would, yeah. That would make me very happy, personally, if he just showed up there like, I have gifts, and it was their suit. But, you know, oh, <laughs> wishful thinking. Really
1: That would be great. I'm loving this version of Bruce. Like, I'm so here. We've never had Dad Bruce in live action, really. We We have Like, a very paternal version of him, even though, like, he's very paternal in the comics. I'm loving getting to see this version of him just, like, dad around. And I'd be totally here for him showing up with a bunch of suits, being excited to meet the grandkids, and being like, what are you two doing here?
0: Shouldn't you guys be robbing criminals in the night? Isn't that your thing?
1: Like, I don't know. I <laughs> I literally can, you know, I can easily imagine the list of problems he might have with those two, and <laughs> I just, and I also can easily imagine him looking at Donna and be like, Donna, my god, Donna, how are you doing? And she like, she's still 12.
0: Right? He's going to be like... Who was it? Tiffany, Tiffany, New York. That one scene from that show. It was one of those reality shows where she came and she was like, "Good morning, good morning, good morning." You could choke. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> morning to everyone but you too. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh gosh. I mean, I think that's going to be thoroughly worthwhile because, uh, I mean. Those folks needed dragging, and Dick's been too nice to drag them, you know, Corey's been too busy cleaning up for their laziness to really get the chance. <laughs> too
0: too busy beating people up and locking her people in spaceships, like <laughs> She, oh he, she locked his, she left for the day in that damn ship and was like, this food for 10 years, why? <laughs> I was dead. Like, i <laughs> him out of there. I forgot he was literally
1: still just sitting there.
0: She locked him in there and left. I'm weak.
1: And didn't even give like, a hint of when she'd be back or nothing. No, she was like, I'll she be back. Like, I'll, be back. <laughs> I'll be back in less than 10 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a hell of a time frame. She's like, when I'm done doing what I'm doing. Then she goes to San Fran and was like, I, I want to stay on Earth, actually. You've got a man in your shit. <laughs> Did you forget about the man? I can't. I cannot. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> she really just left his ass there. <laughs> Oh, God. So well, funny, I think
1: now we have got to wrap this up because mm-hmm. we have to talk about The Flash.
0: Yes, we do. Okay, guys, so we'll see you next week, hopefully, for episode seven. Bye. Bye.